0: Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. We have Angry Anderson back on tonight. We're going to go over some, some of his favorite records. And welcome to the show, man. How are you?
1: Ah, I'm good, brother. Thank you. I thought we'd start off and we'd drink a toast awesome. uh, to the late and great Dusty Hill. And um, early got for bourbon, me, so I'll sure I I do a coffee. I've got, got a bourbon because the great story, um, one of the great stories, um, of us and ZZ Top. Um, and and y- you'll notice in the list of top 10, um, mm. there's uh, there should be Trey Hombays or um, at, at least um, a ZZ Top album in there, but it's hard to pick w- which is the better ones. Yeah, I, think, but, I don't think,
0: uh, like, I don't think one of them made it, did it? No,
1: I didn't get no, it, it. No, no, I was, uh, because I thought we'd save it for the next, when we do um, another 10. Yes,
0: please,
1: please. <laughs> I, I would love it. Because, um, uh, you know, when I when I sat down to make the list, I mean, there was about yeah, you know, as as you would imagine, you know, there's about twenty or thirty albums. I mean, you I, know, like, you know, I mean, I left off Joan Baez, and I, you know, I just just thought, you know, when hearing the purity of her voice. Anyway, it's hard. Um, to Dusty Hill, who taught me. Well, he and Billy, and and uh, not so much Frank, but um, him and Billy, um, their first tour we did with them um, introduced me to the delights of a bourbon with a beer chaser. And when we got to Texas, they took us to this bar mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. It was a biker bar, and um, they had this fantastic band on. And as we as we pulled up in the in the the cars. It had a big neon sign out the out the front, and it said, "Beer, no, it said, yeah, there, beer, beef, bourbon, and boobs." And I thought, "This is going to be a big night." And that's when <laughs> they—that's when I discovered the delights of it. I, I always loved bourbon, but I always remember that night because, um, anyway, I'll tell you that story another time. It's a really yeah. good story. Yeah. It's dusty, to dusty.
0: Mm. Normally I'd have a beer, but it's only like six o'clock in the morning and I would be uh, considered an alcoholic if <laughs> I was drinking beer at six o'clock in the morning. And then uh, like
1: yeah, no, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I do not do that anymore. No. In fact, I remember um, I remember way back in the early in the early days of the of the Tats, um we we would we would drink Bloody Marys. In the morning, um, Ooh, recovery. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you know the hair, the hair of the dog. Yep. Righto. Now, I I have my list. Um, I, I gave you a list. Yep, I went over it. <coughs> I actually have a lot of those albums. So, this is gonna be fun. So, do you want to you want to go through the ten like starting from what you consider to be number one? Or because I was wondering how we were going to do this, you know, and I thought maybe we should do it. Chronologic, chronologically, as I yeah. Let's
0: term? do yours. I we're just gonna do yours. I didn't do one because this actually is the same. I literally have almost all these actually on vinyl, and I love all these.
1: So okay, we, we yeah. Talk about these It's, it, it, it's a, hard to of... pick
0: out right. It's hard to pick out these albums. It's a deep dive, and you're like, You start listening to stuff, like it takes you on an adventure putting a list together.
1: Oh mate, I, I just had so much fun putting the right? uh, the list the list together, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, I ended up with about you know at least thirty albums. We, and
0: we'd, um, I'd love to have you back. We can do more. I would love to talk about this stuff, especially with you. Yeah,
1: well, we we will because there there, there was at another date because yeah, there was some really there was some very very um, when I say influential albums on me. Um, they were influ- they were influential in different ways. Like, um, um, yeah, you, know, you know, I mean, Odetta is is um, I had that her on my list, and mm-hmm. I think I told you that story. The first time I heard Odetta sing, yeah, was on the radio, and um, and I didn't realise two things that she was a, a female, yeah, you know, because she's got that beautiful deep voice, yeah. You know, beautiful almost baritone voice and um, <clears throat> and I, I didn't realize she, she was black but it didn't surprise me um, <clears throat> there was another in the series and they' they're, at, they're on a label called Vanguard I, I think if memory serves me well and um, I got a series of them I had about half a dozen of them they had very thick uh, cardboard covers and um, uh, the the Odetta one was heard live, oh, wow. um, and I uh, can't remember where. But the other one that of note, which I loved and still love to this day, was Pete Seeger and the Weavers at Carnegie. And I think... I think um, I think I did. I might have been Carnegie as well. But um, you know, when when I say they were influential, they were inspiring albums. So, I mean, beautiful songs. So we, we we could probably, I mean, you know, if you if you want to do that, we could probably talk about those kind of. Yes, I, and I
0: love to deep dive too. And what'll happen is I'll go back and I'll say I haven't heard this artist, and I'll go back and listen to it because I get exposed, you know, from stuff like this. So mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. You can do as many as you want. I, 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 this is great for this list you gave me. I actually went back because I have a lot of them in vinyl. I had went back and listened to all of them. Yeah, so, really, so much fun. I, I, I listened to all of them in the in between time because they're all great. I
1: great um, I went back. Um, like it, it, I don't know where chronologically where they fit. So don't ask me to no. do the list in that in that order. But no, 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 I don't. Just um, do, do whatever you want. You know. <laughs> What I put down um, on the list was, was Vanilla Fudge. And, and Vanilla Fudge, Vanilla Fudge, the album Vanilla Fudge, um, is a great album. Um, but the album that I used to listen to, um, um, I suppose, in that sort of really early out of it, sort of, you know, getting out of it, like Smoky Dope or Taking right. Acid or whatever, Um was their album uh, Rock and Roll, which um, I don't think I put that on the list. I just put Vanilla Fudge, Vanilla Fudge. Right.
0: Yeah, that
1: um, Yeah, but that was one of those, um, and I, I think one of the one of the great things, or one of the things I loved about a, a lot of the um, those early American bands that I had on the list, um, Grand Funk Railroad, and um, you know. Um, um, time peace uh, young Rascals, Yep, that would be the to story yeah but and and I always loved the the ability that they they were jamming bands and the english bands didn't tend to that, you know, i mean they would in live performance right but um they didn't often um commit the, the jamming sort of um mentality uh, exercise if you like uh to 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 anything that they released i think but you know one of the albums and we'll get to it one of, i think one of the greatest jams one of the greatest live recordings for me and it still brings tears to my eyes is nantucket sleigh ride yep but we'll, we yeah. uh, we'll talk about that later so what what album you would want to start with sure well let's start well no, you start with you
0: that was good that was um 1967
1: yeah, I just loved everything about the fudge. They just—they hit me.
0: Um, they were heavy. I, I loved... they, were, they were one of the first heavy bands, like, like first heavy pop bands. Like you know, yeah, what I'm
1: saying? yeah. And, and, and they weren't—they weren't—they weren't polite with their sounds. Their their live recordings, which um, 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 you know, I mean, there's a lot of live material now. You know, like on on um, uh, Google Tube. Um, yeah. Um, yeah you know, wiki or whatever you know you can find a lot of live stuff um and um I just think that yeah like the sounds that they got in those days there was nothing polite about the side so- the sounds and you know i mean um uh you know, like in the lineup you know there was some um, of peace and um, you know and I mean actually you know like when it, Later on in that mm-hmm. Faces era, um, they uh, uh, Be- Beck Carmen and a piece made one of the great breaks. Content- you know, like fan- that that album, um, Beck Carmen and a piece is uh, an amazing, and uh, I just love that well, album. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a
0: monster, you know. It was yeah. great. That, everything you picked. Uh, the list you gave me for this time is nothing goes over the age of 1973. Yeah, it's between the years of, um, I had to write them down, yeah. just uh, 67 to 73. So you picked, you have a this list of 12 that you gave me this time, is, is in that six year span, which is a really rich, rich time for music, though. It really, really was. I mean,
1: yeah. But really they, were, they, were wonderful, they were wonderful bands because, like, talk about the fudge and Humble Pie, um, you know, which is one of my live at the film, was, mm-hmm. was like, One of my all-time favourites. I mean, I think, as as a guitar player, he he, you know, he was he was, um, yeah, because he was a a a guitar, he was a a chord playing guitar player, and that's why um, a a brilliant. I don't know how the coupling came about, but the brilliance of this this young uh, pop dude Peter Frampton, like you know, who was an extraordinarily gifted guitar player. Oh yeah, so so. It, putting him in, you know, like as the foil, if you like, for this this um, uh, maniacal, um, you know, <laughs> obs- like obsessive sort of obsessed, possessed um, Stevie Marriott, you know, and and the wonderful rhythm section, um, um, Shirley and um, can't think of the other guy's name, no. um, but yeah, I mean that that that. Humble Pie lineup that you know that went on to do um, Smokin', which is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, yeah, they but they were unafraid to to, to, to <laughs> start tricky, go where no you know no mm-hmm. bands had gone before. You know, well, and that was just the beginning of Frampton too. I mean, so the album
0: you're talking about was the, guess, Humble Pie Live at the Fillmore. Yeah, and in '71, just for people are following around and. Mm-hmm. I think the big lead off track that people would know if you don't know Humble Pie, and it's not, you, people know at least 30 days in a hole, but this this one actually did, um, I don't need uh, No Doctor, was probably the song that most people would know as oh, a point yeah. of reference. Yeah. Which is a great song. And a lot of bands oh. have covered it since then. Yeah. They, you
1: know. That, that um, yeah, everything that they did uh, during their, what do you say, short lived career? I mean, uh, you know, compared to other bands like the Stones and that, who've just endured the absurdly the you know the test of time, so to speak, they've there are just got bands that have done it, that though that have never again thing. lasted that long. A lot of people,
0: actually, very a lot thing. of bands on this list have had moments, but this is the high point for a lot of these bands is, is this, this time period that we have here. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's what excited me about when I look at uh, the mm. list. Um, I'm I'm seeing um, <clears throat> I'm seeing bands uh, hearing bands uh, uh, the way that I did then. I mean, I, uh, after I made the list out, mm-hmm. I went back and like take the fudge. Um, I went back and listened to you know uh, their, al- yeah. their early albums and and hadn't heard hadn't sat and listened to that music probably in thirty years. And and it was just uh, uh, once when, once I was sitting there with the headphones on and listening, and I thought, now I know why I love those albums because they still make my heart beat harder, I love and they that. still they still give me the same. Um, you know, like I was listening to uh, the Rascals, you know, and oh Jesus, you know, some of them. Just some of the vocal deliveries are just yeah. but they, they, yeah, they were just they were just you know like brash and brave and and like going for it, like we're, you know we're, we're, we're doing something that's like oh, you know, I, don't, I don't think they sat around and articulated how important the contribution was that they were making, but they certainly realized it as a gut feeling, and it reminded me of the early days of the tats. You know, we were fearless. We just, you know, just didn't didn't care. I mean, like, we, if we wanted to play something, and like, um, you know, there's a live recording. You know, I only have it on cassette. Of um of uh, and I found this only about five years ago. Uh, it's in, so I'm going to have to bake all these things and commit them to to sticks yeah. or whatever. But there's there's a live, a really bad recording. Of the early early tats, and we did not not push city limits. And it was fucking a. Emo- it was like, yeah, it was like because it was Rose Tattoo playing, yeah, well Tina Turner, I can Tina Turner, and it was like fucking yeah, it was just uh, you know not push tats playing not push city limits. Is that and like, yeah, we did. Anyway, I digress.
0: No, 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 that's awesome. We actually so talking about the uh it was time pieces that you sent me of the young rascals yeah 1968 yeah. and a big hit off that was good loving and the, show. and the thing with me is i never really did a lot i've heard i listen to so much music i couldn't possibly consume everything i hear and i like so i took some time with this one this is the one the one rare one i actually sat down and heard the whole album but i had never listened to the whole album so that was that oh. was actually a bonus and i found it a vocal powerhouse myself Oh, you know, I, just, I was yeah. pleasantly enjoying it because I, I knew the one song, but to sit down just like you with the headphones on and just listen, not do other stuff. Mm. Just listen. You hear so much to all the nuances. Mm. They're beautiful. Oh, you know, yeah. It was really enjoyable. It was and it it, it
1: it was it was a um one of the things that I love about about those and I was again uh, the same experience as you had. Oh. I went back and listened to those albums too, you know. Um, the clarity. I mean, it, it, the recording is not cluttered, and there's that like this? This you know, this guitar, bass. drums, this right. guitar, drums, you know, bass, and 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 Hammond. And but the Hammond sound is is clear, it's, and there's there's no distortion in it, and it's searing. It's just like, yeah, fuck yeah. It was just a uh, wow. I just thought, fucking, how good were these guys? You know, like. And, and 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 like I said, the same thing with Fudge and the same thing with um, Grand Funk Railroad and and a few other bands too. You know, like I just I I, I re really fell in love with or rediscovered. I, I love that. I love that. That the love that I had when I was first listening to those albums. They were very exciting. It was great music and great performances. And those and guys could.
0: Good song, good good songwriting though too, right? I mean, the fact that you Abs- can have it absolutely, and yeah. less effects, so there is like a lot of space between the notes and the phrasing, mm. and you can enjoy the music. It doesn't need a lot of extra stuff. It's a good song. A good song has mm. space in it and air to breathe.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 that's what I'm saying. Like the the, it's like when you listen to the Doors. I mean, they, again, a jam band, a band that right. you know, loved to loved to jam, loved to explore. No bass player. Uh,
0: which, yeah, <laughs> right? oh
1: yeah, yeah. Just, just the left just, hand, just the left hand on the keyboard. Yeah, it's just like it's it's like you know, like yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, uh, it's uh, you know, like some of the early Zeppelin stuff. You, he's playing foot pedals, and you just think to yourself like, is, is that a bass guitar? No, it's not. It's it was he was playing keyboards, and he was playing the bass lines. With sometimes he played guitar. I mean yep. a lot of the time he play guitar, but sometimes when he was playing live, but they wanted that keyboard bed. Um, so he oh, would play the new. bass yeah, play the bass lines with his feet. It was just like extraordinary too too dusty.
0: To dusty. Yeah, I think you know, with Zeppelin, the thing that was neat about them is they got to a point where they did do a lot of extra um, extra dubbing and stuff because that's what Jimmy was into. But it was still yeah. very raw. You could still listen to early Zeppelin and you can kinda of almost you can hear little you can hear the guitar, you can hear like little mistakes, you can hear you really break it down, so it really mm. makes it still fun, even though there's a lot tuning. of dubs in it. Yeah, tuning like it's very, <laughs> it's really some of it's off. I mean, before it's remastered, it feels like the early ones when he was starting to do it, which I love. Mm. The
1: imperfections are always the best. Um. Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Um. And there's always the rule, Peter. is always. Uh, so if you make a mistake next time it comes around, you play it again just so it's not a mistake. But <laughs> the other the other thing too was, you know, it was it was easy for him because of, uh, being being a slide player, but he actually mm. um, he, part of his technique was it that, that he would he would purposely play um, things that were just not right on. They were just shade. One way What's or the other, yes, yeah. yeah, from 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 the, the concert pitch, if you like, and um and it just made that sound that little bit more like, mm, yeah, it's like a, it was just made it just tasty somehow, but uh, but anyway, um, no, just... I, I I think one of the things that um it, when when I was reminiscing with our list, um, I I, I I, I I was so grateful. I kept thinking to myself, like I have to say this to you, that that so um I was very grateful for the for the idea that you said, Well oh. go, you know, go away and pick ten albums or however many or whatever. Right. It's
0: hard to do ten because it
1: gave it gave me the opportunity to go back and listen to those albums and, and oh, just think, think to myself, you know what, well, fuck me. Yeah, like I said, that's why I just rediscovered that. You. Why you found the music? Oh, my There's some there's some fantastic sounds. On uh, those
0: yeah, I'm so glad. That, I'm so glad. You're welcome. That's it's
1: yeah.
0: doing this has been one of my favorite favorite things, and I think that I don't think people realize all the artists. They, a certain type of artist likes, you know, because of the style of music you like. They assume you know out what you like. And you're like, no, you have no idea what really really gets somebody going. You know, mm. and it's mm. beautiful. It's. You know, I remember when I got my hearing aids um, years back, and I started listening to music again. I heard everything all over again. It literally like you said, I it described it's like falling in love with music all over again. Like one of the best mm-hmm. romances ever, you know? You mm-hmm. just hear everything all over again, you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like the longest time, you just had your headphones on, you're listening to everything all over again. It's so beautiful, you know. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> these are great. I mean, you actually put up for a, a great jam band. What we're talking about jam bands, is um Mountain Live. Oh God. Four songs on one album. That's it. It's all you need Yeah. Do. Yeah, right? yeah. Because one of them's like, what, 20 minutes or something epic. Nowadays, some bands do that, but back then...
1: Well, well Sleigh Ride, which is one right. of my favourite songs, but it's, it's, I think it's probably my favourite jam. And, and, yes, they did have movements that they played right. every night, the sections or whatever, I call them movements, and uh, they'd worked out that, you know, it was, this was a great riff and they would jam on that for a while, and then... There'd be a signature, or there'd be some sort of signal, or whatever, or even if it was just a nod across the stage, and then it yeah. would change into the next part. But um, some of those musical passages in the jam, in the, in, in the, uh, when they're just free flowing, free forming, and just, and uh, you know, once I understood what what the Nantucket Sleigh Ride was, or, or what inspired the song, I mean, obviously. The lyrics give it away because it's kind of almost like a a lyrical version of Moby Dick, but sort of um, um, you know with the with the different characters uh, portrayed as you know as part of the crew, and but but the guitar playing and well, not it's not just guitar playing. The band when when you listen to it and I you know like I was obsessed with this album when I when I first heard it because to me Leslie West is you know, like he's right up there with Billy Gibbons and you know, like uh, Ronnie Wood. Is, is some of the best guitar players that just, oh, yeah, you know, just reduce me to you know blubbering sort of like I just I, I can listen to them endlessly, you know. And um, I've got everything that I could possibly put my hands on that Leslie West has ever done, and and or Billy Gibbons and and or you know a handful of other people like that. But um, yeah, I just think the 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 flow, uh, okay, you, to use, uh, you know, C terms, the ebb and the flow, you know, um, the, the, the 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 amazing heights that it reaches, you know, when they're going, they're really, really going for it. And papillardi's just, like, fucking maniacal, you know. It's just this, this fantastic fuzz sort of bassy thing that he got going. Um, you can tell that it for a long
0: time, that. But- Those there's moments of genius that that are just happening at that moment when they recorded it too. You can
1: tell. I mean, oh, it's just that that particular performance is, is is inspired. It's inspired, and and I have it on good authority. And I mean, it's you know, I don't you know, I don't want to find out that it's not true. But apparently, that was just that was just a jam. And I've heard. I mean, on on the net, there's there's probably. A dozen. I've collected, you know, different versions of Nantucket sleigh ride mm-hmm. off the net. That they're, they're, you know, like one's in Hamburg, the other one's in Dusseldorf, and there's another one in London, and there's, you know, one in Texas, and there's one in, you know, Blower. So there's all these different versions of um, um, of Nantucket sleigh ride, and they're not all identical. So I think it's
0: live. It's just it's a jam at that that moment. I think that was a a moment catcher. I think it was a special lightning in a bottle moment caught live with them. You know, it was seventy two. I don't think there was. we are doing that much overdubbing. I think. I think you're right, spot on. I think it's pretty much live. You know. Yeah, yeah. It may have just EQ balancing, but that's probably it.
1: I I I definitely want to believe that till till I go to the grave. I just think that, you know, like the times that I've. the countless amount of times that I have lay there, even in, um, you know, like touring, you know, like you go to bed and you put the headphones on yep. and in, your, in your bunk and, you know, and the just the, the times that I have listened to sleigh ride and just, there's, I mean, I've had a bit of beer, beer and bourbon <laughs> on board, you know, but I have, I've been reduced to tears. I, 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 I say I just I, I just think it's such a a beautiful piece of it's music. A, you know, even the
0: even the concept though, you, you know, a lot of bands were doing that back then. Now they have more concept proggy pieces. You know, to do a big piece and have a concept behind it like that, yeah. you know, have a story. Yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. You know i it like it was different back then too. Oh yeah, you know, the props. That's a whole. It was yeah. totally out in left field for them. Yeah. For, well for a band that was it was, it was, it was making the much better. It's not just like now yeah. Just like, Yeah, any band does a 20 minute song. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is nineteen seventy-two. There's four <laughs> there's four songs and these were concepts. And, and and it's not a prog band, it's like really a rock yeah. band that yeah. clearly played their life in clubs because they're so tight that it's yeah. just a live recording.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's mostly what yeah, they, they could they could have the they could have done they could have done five nights, uh you know, like five different gigs and, and got five Extraordinarily good live recording, because as you yeah. said, they they live their lives in, in playing the clubs, and and so they played every night. So they were that good, and 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 to make it, and, and you know, well, the tats have, the tats have always done that um, to this day to to make it interesting, so that we retain the passion, yeah. and we retain you know the maniacal um, you know intensity, you know. Like I was watching this um, after our our, our, our talk uh, about well our last time we did speak. Yeah. Um, I went back and I was listening to. Uh, uh, there's a whole lot of black and white. Obviously, there's a whole lot of black and white material around of the early days of Little Richard and um, you know Jerry Lee Lewis and you know Gene Vincent and and and, and those performances you know were because they were. That, that experience was new then, and and they were just they that you can tell, you can feel that they were as amazed by it themselves as as the audience would have been watching it and listening to it. You know, it's kind of like um, um, oh, I was just I, was, I, was, I just was going to try and sing the melody then of a, of um, uh, the Pies version of um, uh, Walk On. Um is it um uh, Silver Splitter's um um oh, what's uh, the title of that song? Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. Um I think I know you're saying I am not a sharp first thing in the morning.
1: The yeah, it's a Frampton song, and he sings it. And it's it's just it, uh, the jamming in it, it's just like you know, just amazing stuff. It's just like you just think like. Wow, these guys were just, you know, uh, I mean, okay, it's so glib to say that they were groundbreakers, they were pioneers. Of course they were. Well, they I, were but, but they are, all these all these are. And that's the thing.
0: Every artist back then, for all this type of stuff, it was like the first time certain things were done. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's not even glib. It's, we're, we're looking at a time period from 67. You actually had it from 67 to 73. Those six mm. years, and they were actually, those were big years for the Beatles, those were big years for Hendrix. Actually, these were huge years these are some of the some of the stones best years i mean
1: we have oh, phases yeah, of the
0: stones you know and mm-hmm. and the early 60s the the 60s the seven early good then they had some dirty really great rock and roll years in the 70s we had a couple moments in the 80s where they were in fluorescent clothes where we don't talk about but they had some good comebacks again and some good tours but the, you know those are the business from the best times you know mm-hmm. uh, floyd you have on here i mean so these are this is a time period of it's not glib it's groundbreaking music.
1: Yeah yeah you know. and, and the, the, the other thing too is is that um, putting myself back in that time, I remember you know we used to have <laughs> I just thought I love this We used to have like you'd probably call them listening parties yeah, but we would get together and there'd be you know three or four of us or sometimes there'd be as many as you know six, eight, ten people you know boys and girls, couples yeah. whatever. Um, and we'd all get really stoned and we'd be drinking a bit, you know, smoking a bit of dope and something. maybe two or three of us would be tripping and whatever, and we would just play all night, very little dancing. I mean, there were some albums where just everyone just got up and danced because that was just the vibe, you know, like it was dance music. But you'd sit around in a chair and just because, you know, like we had – um uh, everyone in those days was was putting together uh you know like sound systems and we yes. had like early we had, yeah we yeah you'd yeah, we, yeah. have like i remember uh, Mangy and i mangy mick who was the guy yeah. who nicknamed me angry um we had four big like big big speakers like with big like a 12 in it and a 10 and mm-hmm. A couple of maybe fives as tweeters or whatever. Jeez. And um, you know, they would stand like you know higher than my waist. So big, <laughs> fucking, you know, like big, big speakers. And then there'd be a series of small ones, like I remember we put we put speakers be like in the quarters, like like not obscured entirely, but but you know, like we tilt them back like so that they were leaning back against the wall, right. so the, the sound out, threw, out. threw upwards. So even though there was a chair in front of it, like an armchair or whatever, it didn't block the sound. The sound was going up over it. You know, we, we experimented with sound, you know, because we were getting into, you know, the whole the whole vibe. And and, and we would do. We, we would just play album after album after album. and And just people just, we were so... Just so inspired is, is gets you kind of part way there. It, yeah. it was more than being inspired. It was the being... fact you could
0: share it together, though, too. You know what I mean? It was community. Yeah. And, and let's face it, music is, besides an emotional conduit, it's it's also the, a huge piece of, of community. It's communal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Concert yeah. shows. So the yeah. fact you guys could sit down and share that's special. No one does it nowadays.
1: You no, uh, yeah, I think I think that the closest you get these days is, and, and I'm not belittling it. I'm not certainly not being judgmental about it, but I mean, you know, there's lots of times when, it, well, we've always had, uh, because you know, my four kids are, uh, um, you know, the, the spacings in their ages are such mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, there's always been young people in and around the house, always. And, and and the great thing about my kids is that they share all their friends, right? From so from the youngest with his friends, yeah. and then Blaine, and then Galen, and then Roxy was five years old. So they had this cross-section sort of age, if you like. So there was always young people. And you know, they you know, they have their music in the background, but it's um It's always background. It it was never. uh, I've never seen them do what we were talking about about how they were just. But you're probably still
0: the strongest influence in the house all through those years. Like I was still the one, even as an adult. You know, hey guys, here's here's Frank Zappa. Here, all my my kids know all the words to Billy the Mountain. All twenty minutes of it, (laughs) and they're all like they're all in elementary school, right? And then like the other day, my daughter who's graduated now, like, did all the lyrics to me. Like she still remembers them. Wow. (laughs) But but you, but that's what I'm saying. As an adult, yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I was the one playing and influencing, and a lot of the music my kids have. Some of have branched out, but the basis of a lot of the bands they listen to was from stuff they heard from me. Yeah, but I no, can't I think, say a lot of stuff they've given back to me though musically.
1: The the thing about yeah, well, it, it's like my kids. Um, the three boys have been performed. They've all performed at different right. stages of their lives. And uh, Galen was always into, and he was a great performer. I don't know why he never ever did anything, but it was just, you know, it was one of those things. It was a choice he made. But um, he was more that early style because he's the eldest boy, Mm -hmm. Um, and his great inspiration uh, was Eminem, and and that time period, right? So, and then Blaine, who's the only one left here at the moment with me, and he's more your sort of R and B. The stuff that he writes and, and records is, is is very melodic. And Liam was Liam was the um, he was the master of free form. Um, he did a lot of busking and um, a lot of uh, free form stuff. Um, uh, free form, as in just you know, just letting it happen on the time on the moment but um he's very clever that way but um he also wrote some uh, you know I've had a look at his books um of his lyrics because out of the three he recorded the least but he wrote the most hmm. so he's got you know there's books and books of of lyrics that um that um it's a shame that he never got the chance to you know put them down to tracks but um he was very uh, very not political but he he was he was uh, uh like most good lyricists he was a a, a real observer he, he used to when i've looked at his books um his lyrics and uh his stories and um you know he 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 had an eye for you know seeing the moments in in this contemporary world that he lived in or the the life that he lived in and, and he was able to Write it down very, very accurately, and uh, so he, he. There was a lot of social comment, is what I'm saying. Um, that's that's whereas, a good songwriter to do that. Yeah, yeah. He. Um, it's a damn shame that um, uh, you know he never got the chance to to record more. But um, you know, I, I even said to the boys uh, one time, I said, you know. Um. If we, you know, if one of the, you know, like one of the things you're gonna do, one of the things you're gonna do if you win the lottery. I said, <laughs> I, I I yeah, really. I said, I think what we'll do is we'll 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 go into a studio with some some Musos that I know, very talented players, and we'll 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 put some of his lyrics to to, to music and so that they you know they get a chance to live in the in the the musical form. Yeah. But um, how do we got talking about that? Because we're talking
0: about kids and music and life. That's how it goes. That's ah, the, yes.
1: Sure. The but show the,
0: is about music and life. It's it's not I just no. It's rock and roll. You just know the rules. You should know that. You know, <laughs> <The> nice boys <laughs> don't play rock and roll. So this is a this is a conversation well, we're having. This is not an interrogation.
1: No, you know? exactly right. Um, um, the the. the I, I think one of the one of the nice things about um um when, when you could communicate you know on on our level
0: yeah
1: with your kids as, as you were saying about you know your daughter remembering lyrics etc yeah we've introduced children our children to our music and because they're into music they're not you know it's not like they're politically sort of one-eyed like right, a lot exactly. of people you know, that are into politics. I mean, particularly these days, uh, uh, p- politics have become very a divisive thing, whereas music's a very uniting thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk about inclusiveness and, you know, equality and all those kind of stuff. And those sort of things have always been part of music. I mean, there was, you know, th- there have always been elements. Uh, that make- well, Every
0: artist is so different. I mean, and so a big i'm a big fan i'm a big as i showed you earlier picture of um beatles mm. now another another band that my kids cripples into a lot yeah because and and, and the lyrics and the different. so you're right i mean there's not gonna be a time where my kids are gonna be able to sit down with theirs or whatever and place her or stuff like that because music is not the same anymore you cannot like i said my kids have heard you know steely dan a lot of these things they've heard in the car or yeah. home to Me. My kids don't use a record player, some kids don't even know what a record player is, you know.
1: Yeah, really,
0: it's like a tell you funny or a story laser about gun.
1: that. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Yeah, um, uh, and it was Liam, my youngest, and um, anyway, he's he's in my room, he's he, he, he'd been in my room, you know, like a thousand times if, if not a hundred, if you would know what I'm saying, yeah, and he'd, he'd always walk past the, the radiogram. So, I've got an old. Um, like a, a 60s uh, radiogram, you know, with the tops. And oh, wow. One side's um, a radio and then there's a middle section where all the albums go.
0: Yeah.
1: And then there's a record player. And um, anyway, he comes into my room one day and he goes, oh, that's cool. Well, I don't, I don't know what was playing, but he said, oh, that's cool, Dad. I said, yeah, that's it's blah, blah. And. He said, Oh, yeah, really? And, he, you know, because the sound was coming out of the, you know, out of the radiogram. So I pulled the lid up to change the record, right? And he's looked in there and he's gone, What's that? I said, um, Yeah, he was probably 12 years old or whatever. I said, What's well, an album? And I took the, you know, I took the arm off and I took the album out. And I said, there's music on this. So I said, have a look, the grooves, right? And I said, um, that's music. You know, it, it's, um, I couldn't explain. I said, you know, there's a needle and it's grooves in the, you know. And that's that's
0: the, a whole other layer with somebody. Somebody has had records in their life. So they doesn't know what it sounds like. It was, to them. Let them learn so, how a record actually works. That just.
1: Well, their, their experience. And, 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 and this was, the, this is the part of the story. He. he yeah. This is where it really, I, I, I got it then. Their experience with turntables is scratching. Yep. You know, he thought, he looked at the turntable and he said, so there's songs on these things. And I said, yeah. I said, and he I said, you know, when they put, you know, like on a, on a what they're doing, you know, they're they're, they're taking a section. Right, they're letting one side play, and, they, and they've got, and they're like percussion by jerking the record on, you know, on a on a, on a given yeah. phrase or whatever, and they and they're using that as a repetitive thing, right? So, so he, he, his concept of a turntable was was just that.